This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Welcome to Shepherding Our Hearts with Addie and Tina Shepherd. In today's podcast, we are going to be talking about having a compassionate heart. And so we've done a lot of study on the word compassion and what it means, and there's a lot of different descriptions and definitions. Yes. Oh, I was just agreeing. Yes. Oh, I just heard this and I thought you were going to say something. Nope. Were you going to read the definition that we found in the Webster? You know, I sure can. Um, Compassion is a sympathetic consciousness of others' distress with a desire to alleviate it. Okay, so we're kind of focusing on that idea that it's not just an emotion, but also the desire to do something about it. So it takes a step beyond that. (laughs) What? I said I have a lot of notes about that. Well, good. That's perfect. A desire to do something about it. So there is value in feeling what others feel, but it can't just stop there because that's not what we're called to do and not the examples that we're given. That's not compassion. That's empathy or sympathy. That's right. So, yes, but in Romans 12, 15, it does tell us to rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. So there is a time to just feel those feelings with someone. But we have lots of examples in the Bible of people having compassion, going a step further. Or a lack thereof. That's right. And that's our first point. That's where we're going to start. Sometimes it's the best description of what to do is to look at... Sometimes it makes definitions a lot easier, too. That's right. So we're going to look at what not to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a parable given by Jesus in Matthew chapter 18 and starting in verse 23. This is the parable of the unforgiving servant. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down, and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the lord of that servant was moved with compassion, and loosed him, and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him an hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou have have had light compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise, likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. So it's kind of a scary story um, about how unforgiving this servant was. Yes. And then what his, like... I mean, he didn't even have to try all that hard to put himself in the other guy's shoes. He was literally there. Yeah, Exactly. But, We did not think about that. It was the same exact thing. And, you know, it's just showing that, like, God has done so much for us. And so many times we can be so callous and unfeeling towards others when we have been given so much grace and forgiveness by God himself. So, yeah, it's a, a huge warning to us 
to make sure that we do have that compassion that we are supposed to have. So let's look at the flip side of that coin and look at someone who did have compassion. I'm talking with my hands a lot. Y'all can't see that, but it keeps happening. So <laughs> let's turn in our Bibles to Luke 10 verses 30 through 37 which says, And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down to Jer from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest by that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow he parted, he departed, <laughs> I, I'm struggling, but it's fine, um, he took out two pence, and gave them to his host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which of these two, three, almost said two, <laughs> I was close, um, thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, he that shewed mercy on him. Then Jesus said unto him, go and do thou likewise. So we can see from this story that not only did the Samaritan, he didn't go up to this man and he wasn't like, ooh, I am so sorry. I bet that is awful. And then walk away. He took action. He stayed and he helped him, which it reminded me of James 2 verses 15 through 16, where it's where it says, um, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. What does it profit? Like we got to help. We got to we got to do something. I mean, it just shows that you care, right? Like, if you, I mean, if you don't really do anything for someone, they're not going to believe the words coming out of your mouth. And I think, like, we, both of the things that we just read, the example of someone not having compassion and someone who did, were two lessons that Jesus taught to those who followed him. And it's really important that we also, you know, like, study the things that he taught, but if you look throughout his ministry here on this earth, like he also taught in action. And so over and over and over again, you can find verses that tell us about the compassion that Jesus had for those that he met and those that he saw and what action he took with those people. So like, let's just look at a couple of those as we're going as well. Like Mark 1, 41, um, and we'll start in verse 40. It says, and there came to him a leper, um, uh, sorry, let me start over. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. So you can see that his actions followed the, the things that he taught um, all around. And so Jesus like saw the need that this leper had and, you know, didn't just heal him without, you know, um, knowing all of his needs, but he touched him. And that always kind of struck me as something that, you know, as a leper, he would not even be allowed to be around other people. And so, 
Jesus knew that that would mean even more to him and give him, you know, comfort in a way that, you know, he really needed. So just Jesus had perfect compassion for all of those that were following him and all of those that kept coming out to him to be healed and um, demons cast out of them and all of those things. And just the people following him and when he fed them. That's right, because they, they were trying to do the right thing by following Jesus, but it had been several days, and they were still following and listening to him. So, yeah, he had compassion and fed them. And then we know, like, we, sometimes we kind of laugh about the shortest verse in the Bible. Um, Jesus wept. Yeah, I know what the shortest verse is. I knew you did. Okay. I thought maybe I had a confused look on my face. I just wanted you to know that I did know. No, I knew <laughs> you knew. But... When he wept, you know, it was because Lazarus had died and he knew, Jesus knew, that he was going to raise him from the dead. So why did he cry? Because he was feeling that emotion, that compassion for Lazarus's family and all of Mary this. So, yeah. And so even though he knew he was going to raise him from the dead, he still, he felt those feelings, but that moved him to the action Correct. that then he took. Bingo. So... Yeah, I think that so many times um, we just need to take the emotion that we see and figure out how we can take that next step and make it an action and not just an, o- uh, an emotion. So, <laughs> an, an ocean. An ocean. An ocean. Don't let it be just an ocean, okay? <laughs> take it to the next level. Let it be an action. <laughs> Have compassion for me when I speak the wrong words. Hey, I do it all the time. And you know what always helps? Laughing about it. That's, yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So we we were studying for this lesson and we looked at an article um, that talked some about compassion versus empathy and kind of the differences between it. And obviously empathy is still a valuable thing. Correct. Let's us feel the feelings. Right, but it talked about how compassion is so much more than that, and um, it's a deliberate thing. Yes, because you can, you can train yourself to have compassion. You can't, like, empathy is completely different. It's a feeling. Yeah. You can't tell yourself to feel something. Yeah. And it's also, um, I, one of the points it made that I thought was really interesting is that empathy can be divisive. And it kind of was like puzzling to me at first how empathy could be divisive, but it really is because um, sometimes if it's someone in your family or a close friend of yours um, who is upset about something, then you might just be sad for them or be angry with them instead of taking a step back and looking at the situation sort of more um, unbiased. Yeah. Good Good word. word. Because sometimes a good friend needs to step in when you're not being so smart about something, when you're right. not looking at things the right way. That's what they're there for, not to tell you the truth. Like, no, to tell you the truth all the time, not to be sympathetic all the time. Yeah, because like, it's great to have people in your corner, but if they're just going to pat you on the back and try to like confirm your false helpful. ideas, that's not really helpful, right? You need someone who can look at things objectively sometimes and you know be like hey Addie I love you 
but I knew there was a but coming. There's always a but coming after she says that. <laughs> Not kidding. Boo. I'm kidding. That was a joke. That was. <laughs> but sometimes you need that person. But, but you need that person to come along and say, "I love you. I'm sorry that you're hurting, but let's look at this this way and kind of bring you back to." Looking Reality. at yes, at the truth of the situation because it's important to have friends like that and to be friends like that. I think often of Naaman's servants. Did we do a lesson on that already? We did do a lesson on Naaman. I don't remember what lesson it was, but we did. And I think it was his. Were like, if you were told to do some big thing, you would do it. You would. This is a small Why thing. Why are we choosing just to live with the leprosy? <laughs> Go dip yourself in that dirty Jordan River. It's like <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> but it was good that they, they had compassion. They knew he didn't want to have a leprosy, and they just needed to, like, guide him back to, like... Right. Yeah. And he did. A little reality check. Like, come on. It's not that hard. It, and it, it just, wasn't. And it wasn't. And then he was saved from his leprosy. Good it's stuff. All, it's all good. So... We also need to have that compassion, but, um, and as Addie said before, like it can be developed and that's something that we can all work on. Bingo. I think a big part of it too is that first step of seeing someone's needs and someone, the state that they're in and kind of putting yourself in their place, but not just stopping there. <laughs> Correct. Right. Thank you. I'm trying to come up with other words to agree with you. I don't... Um, I had a way to plug the podcast in the podcast. Like, I, I had it all planned out, and it it tied in, and it was really funny. Um, I don't remember. So, <laughs> I guess we're just going to go with tell your friends to listen to this podcast. Oh, I remember. <laughs> If your friend has a need for podcasts to listen to, this is one you can tell them about to listen to. Be compassionate. It's the action of telling them about our podcast. Very good. All right. Shall we finish up? Yes. Then we're going to read 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. Finally, be all of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called that ye should inherit a blessing. So just a reminder, there we're all supposed to have one mind and have compassion one for another. That's it? Yeah. Oh, great. Ah. <sighs> Our dog is shedding, and she just got on my bed, so that's okay. Gonna have to vacuum it. <laughs> All right. I hope well, you have a great rest of your week, and yeah. we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Do we say thank you? Do we say thank you? Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.